Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hello, friends. You're listening to the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. But today, the show is coming to you from Edisto Island, South Carolina, where I'm recording from my parents' place while I'm on vacation. So the audio may sound a little bit different. Today, we're talking about newlyweds and how couples can manage money successfully together. This topic was inspired by a question that I got recently from Jessica W., who says, I had a perfect financial system when I was single that I felt great about. But now that I'm a newlywed, we need to join finances with a system of his, hers, and ours. So bills are paid from a joint account. But we're getting tripped up knowing how much we should each get. For instance, should I get more because I need to pay for makeup and hair care? If he picks up extra work on the weekends, should that income be his or go to a joint account? What advice can you offer for joining our finances? Jessica, thank you so much for your question. Creating a streamlined financial life as newlyweds, even as experienced older couples, can be challenging. In this podcast, I'll cover three approaches that couples can take to manage money successfully, no matter where you are in your relationship. So this show is for you if you are in a relationship with someone or you think you might be in a relationship one day and you're just not quite sure how you should manage your finances or would manage finances together. You'll find the notes for this and every show with links and resources that I mention and the full archive of podcasts in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 553 called Just Married, Three Ways to Manage Money as a New Couple. I wish I had a bulletproof answer for you and Jessica about how to manage money the absolute right way. But since every couple is different, there isn't a right way or a simple solution for how to merge money or manage it together. What's right for you depends on the status of your relationship your personalities, and how complicated your financial life is. I'm going to cover three different approaches that you might take to set up your finances as a couple. Number one, create a complete financial union. If you're married or are in an equally serious relationship that you're confident will stand the test of time, I recommend merging all of your finances, and I mean all of it. When you're in a committed relationship, you're a team, both emotionally and financially. That means all financial decisions and assets should be discussed and shared equally. 
Money touches every aspect of your life. So it's better to decide as a couple how to budget, how much to save, whether to buy a home, and so on. Uniting your money in joint bank and credit accounts allows you to truly work as a team to achieve your dreams and goals. Since the day my husband and I got married, we've managed money as a unit. And I can't imagine any other system that would have allowed us to be as successful with our finances or our relationship. There have been years when my husband earned double or triple my income, while I also incurred big expenses like graduate school. Likewise, there are years when I'm the breadwinner. You'll always earn more or less than your partner or spouse, and you'll also have different amounts of expenses and debt at different times. It doesn't matter if only one person works, one person earns much more than the other, or one brings more debt into the relationship. The financial give and take in a relationship is never even. If you truly want to be married in every aspect of your life, all your income and expenses should flow through a joint bank account. Your incomes, expenses, debts, and savings are yours to share and strategize about together. Plus, an added benefit is that having fewer accounts and administrative tasks makes money management a lot easier. But it's important to note that retirement accounts, like a 401k or an IRA, are always owned individually. You can't even have a joint retirement account, so those will always be in just your name. Also, debt that you bring into a marriage remains in your name and is not your spouse's legal responsibility. However, I still recommend tackling all debt as a couple. You don't need to change the ownership of loans and credit cards that you previously opened in just your name. And instead of closing a credit card, which can hurt your credit, you might share a card with your partner by adding him or her as an authorized user. And I've done podcasts about both closing credit cards and getting an authorized user or being an authorized user. So please go to quickanddirtytips.com and just put those in the search bar at the top of the page if you're interested in learning more. As you need new credit accounts, such as a mortgage or a car loan, you can apply for them together, apply jointly. Yes, this approach takes complete trust and transparency. And that's the point. When each of you knows the truth about your finances, it builds trust, fosters communication, and allows you to accomplish more together than you ever could alone. If and only if you're a committed couple, consider leaping in and merging every aspect of your finances. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. 
I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. Oh, we can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salud to the perfect day. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, back to our ways to manage money successfully as a couple. The second approach is maintain complete financial independence. So this is the exact opposite of the first way. While the benefits of merging money with your life partner are huge, so are the downsides if your relationship doesn't work out. So my advice is very different if you're not married, you're not committed, or you're not confident that your partner will be with you for the long haul. You might feel sophisticated buying a house together or sharing a credit card, but it's incredibly risky to share debt, bank accounts, or investments with someone you don't fully trust. Untwisting a financial knot with someone can be a nightmare if the relationship ends, even with a formal court-ordered divorce decree. Co-signing a loan or a credit card means that your credit is on the line and that you're responsible for the entire debt. If you own it, you're legally on the hook for every penny charged on a credit card, even if you are not the person who made those charges. And having a joint bank account means that either party can drain it at any time. So if you're not committed, it's better to maintain complete financial independence, even if you love each other. Wait to marry your finances until you're certain that you'll stay together. But what about committed couples who just can't agree on how to handle their finances, such as sticking to a spending plan or how much debt is enough. You've heard the saying that opposites attract in couples. Maybe you like the beach and he likes the mountains, or you're shy and she's outgoing. Financial behaviors and habits in couples can be very different as well. For instance, are you a compulsive spender or a strict saver? Do you swing for the fences or take a more conservative approach with investments? Are you at ease with or terrified of debt? It's important to try to work through your money differences so they don't drive a wedge between you. Fights about finances are a common reason that couples split, after all. Ideally, you should come to an agreement on how to manage every aspect of your money. But if you know your partner well enough to know that your financial philosophies will never be the same, it may be wise to split up your finances and keep completely separate accounts. Some reasons that I've heard people give for their refusal to blend finances is the fear that combined accounts will make either party more likely to overspend or that one's investment risk tolerance is much higher or lower than the others. 
Another reason may be that one person brought a lot of debt to the relationship that they don't want to burden the partner with. As I mentioned, debt that you bring into a marriage is not your spouse's legal responsibility. However, I still recommend tackling debt together. Being remarried might be a situation where it does make sense to keep separate finances. If there's alimony and child support to pay, for instance, a spouse with those responsibilities may feel that it's just too complicated to share equally with a new spouse. The problem with managing completely separate finances is that both people have to be good bookkeepers and budgeters to make sure nothing falls through the cracks, and that's usually not the case. Also, some expenses are not easy to divvy up. How do you decide who pays for groceries, an appliance repair, or a bundled phone and cable bill? Splitting everything up by usage and as a percentage of income gets complicated. To simplify accounting, you could split household expenses down the middle or allocate certain costs to each person. Some arrangement, such as one person pays the mortgage and the other picks up groceries and utilities, could keep the peace. And the third way to manage money as a couple is partially merge your finances. So this is a hybrid between number one and number two. But again, if you're not 100% committed and certain that you'll be with your partner forever, or you have any reservations about merging money, even a small amount of money, then please don't. So this is a yours, mine, and ours approach where you contribute to a joint account, but also maintain separate bank or credit accounts. It may work well for people who came together after managing finances on their own for a long time and want to keep some financial autonomy. The downside to this approach is that there's a lot more bookkeeping to do. You need to establish what flat amount or percentage is equitable for each person to contribute to the joint account and which expenses should be shared. This is what Jessica says she and her new husband are struggling with. Jessica, I wish I had a simple answer for you about how to split expenses, but there is no right or wrong way to divvy expenses up. My advice is just be clear about what you want so there aren't any resentments that could build up and cause problems later on. I would try to find the most simple solution such as having your paycheck direct deposited into multiple accounts. You might have 95% sent to joint checking and 5% to individual checking. Your separate account could be just fun money or used to buy gifts for your spouse. As long as you're not using a separate account to commit any financial infidelity, it could be a good solution if you need some independence with your money. If you prefer a system where you settle up with each other at the end of the month, try a personal finance program such as Mint or Quicken that import bank and credit card transactions into a dashboard. Expenses that you want to split up can be assigned to a special account like joint household expenses. So you can see a report and a grand total for that category. And if you need to reimburse your partner, apps such as PayPal and Venmo allow you to transfer money in seconds. Even when you feel well-aligned financially and you don't see any potential problems, my best advice is to begin talking about money as early in your relationship as possible. By the time you have enough trust to ponder collapsing two households into one, you should already be talking about your income, expenses, credit, debt, and savings. Communication is the key to a successful relationship, and that definitely includes the topic of money. How a partner handles money 
or opens up about it should be a major factor in whether you decide to get serious in the first place. I feel very fortunate that my husband and I are more alike than different in how we view life and our finances, but we certainly had our share of disagreements about money in the early days that had to be ironed out. One aspect of good financial communication and a prerequisite before merging money, in my opinion, is talking about your goals. This is the best way to truly know if you're headed in the same direction as a couple. For instance, if your idea of bliss is to make just enough money to live and work while traveling in an RV, but your partner wouldn't dream of leaving his hometown, you may be headed for trouble. Or if your partner spares no expense because she believes life is short, but you want to live frugally and retire early, you may have fundamental financial differences that are irreconcilable. Discuss the specifics of what you want to achieve with your money in the short term, such as one to five years, and also talk about your long-term dreams for retirement. Some of your long-range plans may change over time, that's natural, but having huge differences of opinion is something you need to address earlier rather than later. Arrange your coupled finances in a way that works best for you, but also be open-minded about setting new guidelines and changing tactics if your setup for handling money together isn't working. Jessica, thank you so much for sending in your question, and I hope this has been a helpful way to think about some different approaches to manage money together. And before I let you go, if you're dealing with debt either on your own or as a couple, I want to help you. Check out my best-selling online class, Get Out of Debt Fast, a proven plan to stay debt-free forever. You simply won't get different results with your money as a single or as a couple if you don't take different actions. So take control of your finances by joining my super affordable class. You'll come away with a clear debt reduction plan to eliminate credit cards, student loans, medical bills, mortgages, or any debt you owe even if you don't have extra money to pay them off faster. To learn more, just text debt course with no space to the number 33444 and I'll send you an email that gives you 85% off. You can also learn more at lauradadams.com. And if you'd like to subscribe to my weekly-ish email, I've been on a summer schedule, so it's about every week or maybe every other week right now, I send out a free short email filled with tips, tools, and recommendations that I think you might enjoy. To get it, text get updates with no space to that same number, 33444. If you've got a money question, feedback about the show, or ideas for future episodes, I would love to hear from you. Head over to lauradadams.com to email me. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. 
The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.